back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited you guys are here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So in this week's brand new episode, I'm chatting with my friend, Matthew Wingard from A Fine Press, and we're talking all about owning your process as a creative business owner. Matthew shares about why owning and walking your clients through your creative processes is actually an act of love to help them get the best experience and give you the possibility of giving them the best level of service. So it's really a wonderful conversation. Matthew shares a lot um, of helpful tips and I hope you get a lot of light bulb moments and you're like, oh, that really makes sense and that really resonates with me. So a is that he is the designer and owner of a fine press and he creates holy shit stationery for his clients. He has a love for music, particularly jazz, and his invitations are experiences that will always be one of a kind. Totally check out his work after this and he also offers um, coaching and mentor sessions for professionals. I wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping before we get into today's show. Um, So if you're listening to this podcast, um, it definitely sounds the best on a phone or mobile device or Alexa or Google Play. Um, I've had a few listeners DM me or email me and they say that it's hard to hear the show in their car. The audio isn't that great. And you know what? It's the same way for me too with my own podcast and with other podcasts. So it's definitely how the car speakers are and how the audio is mixed. Now, if you're new to T with Janae or you've been listening since day one, I edit and produce this show myself. And I am the first person to tell you I am not an audio engineer. I literally use the app to do all of the recording and the editing. So I don't know what audio engineers know, right? So if you're listening and you are this person who knows this stuff and want to help us out, I would love to hear from you. Um, Please feel free to email me at hello at tujanae.com. And, you know, if you're listening, I hope you enjoy it. The content is always really great. Um, Sometimes in the car, the sound might not be, and I apologize for that. But again, it's just me running this one one woman show here. Also, uh, we're looking for sponsors just like you. Uh, T Janae is now accepting sponsors and partnerships for the podcast to help promote your company and your work. We love to partner with brands that align with our mission by educating wedding photographers, including other educators, podcasts, uh, products, services, and more. Um, if you'd like to apply to be a sponsor or a partner, please visit www.tweetjanae.com to find out more, and we can't wait to hear from you. Okay, so that was the only housekeeping we had, a little couple little notes. So let's get ready, you guys. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have an incredible guest today. Matthew, can you say hi to everyone? Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited. I know. Me too. I'm excited to talk about this topic, and I'm thrilled to have you on the podcast. I was so happy when you said yes. I was like, yay, Matthew's going to be on. <laughs> it is going to be awesome. I know, I know. But before we get started, let's tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started. Sure. Uh, so my company is called A Fine Press. Uh, what I say is I make holy shit stationery that helps my clients be known and remembered. Um, I have been trying to find my place in the industry for a very long time. I started uh, because in grad school, at an assistantship where my very first graphic design project ever was making a full page ad for Downbeat magazine, uh, which was terrifying because <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm a jazz guy and Downbeat was like the Bible and here I am making ads for it and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but we had a symposium and I had to make this ad. And so uh, I, I, here I started this little dabble in graphic design. Uh, and this was the time you remember when like it was a really like it was a thing for hipsters to get on the subway with like a spinning wheel or a typewriter. Yeah, totally. Right. Like it was a thing for a period of time. And I developed this philosophy of the world that revolves around the idea that our parents and their parents in the name of convenience got rid of all the rituals in their lives. And it was supposed to make our lives better. But really what it did was leave more space to fill with more crap. Because the rituals were where we get to reflect, where we get to like imbue meaning in our lives. And so this thing about rituals and this graphic design thing kind of merged at the end of grad school in weddings as the ultimate ritual and stationary as an expression of graphic design. So I did that for a while. And um, I, I had this inkling that like fitting in in the market didn't make sense, but I wasn't brave enough to not fit in. And so I floundered for a few years and, and just kind of like I was the letterpress guy because, you know, a fine press that, that, that gets stuck with the name. Um, and uh, it's only been in the last few years that I've become really clear about who I am and who I'm for and what that takes to get that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And we met um, last year in 2020 in the E3 group and Irresistible Selling. And yep. we had you, you spoke with me for about an hour about Irresistible Selling and, and then we've become fast friends. So I I'm, I'm so, I know, me too. So we're talking today about owning your process. And I feel like you have really gone through this to own your process. And I thought this would be great for us to talk about. So let's start by breaking it, breaking down the basics. You know, what kind of processes are we talking about? Oh, totally. Uh, I was in a clubhouse room today because that's my new favorite obsession. Yes, uh, me too. And there were some people in it that I have worked with in the past and I just wanted to hide because I didn't have these processes in place. And I am a very different person in business than I was then. And uh, it's been fun to reintroduce myself because essentially what I believe, and uh, this is not my own original thought, Sean Lowe has taught me uh, through his BBC Collective, uh, what my business, my business is more about what I value as a person and as a creative than my words ever will. And what I realized is that the way my business was structured was not making it clear to people what it was I valued, what my promise was to my people, uh, essentially who I am in the world and what I can do for people. And so uh, I've developed processes around um, how I weed out uh, clients that aren't a good fit, how I invite 
a very specific target of client into my sphere, how I walk them through what is, you know, it's ultimately, it's the sales process, but it's not very much a sales process. Uh, mm -hmm. And then into the creative work, like what, what does it look like to, uh, what do timelines look like? And, and how do we talk about uh, decision-making and trust and all of those kinds of things? So those are the processes that over the last year and a half, two years, I've been uh, trying to figure out what matters to me and then implement those. And it's amazing because in the beginning, I would, uh, when I would talk to a new wedding planner about who I am and, and what my business is, and they'd ask, well, how do you work? I would always say, well, how do you need me to work? And here I thought that I was being accommodating and helpful. And what I realized is it, I was doing the exact opposite. I was telling that planner, this guy can't do the thing. He has no idea what he's doing. He's gonna screw up. He has no sense of purpose or process. And I thought that I was doing the right thing and it was the exact opposite. So uh, it's been a huge win for me to, you know, just, just last year, one of my branding clients, the thing she bragged about the most was my process. And that's something that two years ago, I had nothing. And so it was just so powerful to see um, how much of a change that makes in my relationship with my clients and planners. Yeah, that's incredible. It's so powerful too when you you've figured out what works for you and how to express, you know, what's important to you and show that to your client in a way that's totally you and nobody else. Totally. And that that's the thing that's always hard because it's really easy to to create a checklist. Um and that's not the point of these things. It's it's really about the tough mushy work of figuring out who do you want to be in the world and then building a a business that lets you be that person. Yeah, I think it's also important to note what you said before, the plan the, that the planner was asking you how you work and you're like, oh, however you work. <laughs> and it's just actually doing them uh, doing them a disservice, right? To, and, and if anyone's ever heard me speak, they've probably heard me say, it's an act of love to tell someone I can only give you my best and these are the requirements to do that. Yeah. Oh, I learned that from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I'm on a call with a client, I'm like, this is how I can do my best. And this is what it, you know, requires to work with me. And that's a process that I have implemented where I can feel that it resonate with my potential couples and my couples that end up, we work together um, because they're like, yeah, you, you know, you said these things and, and that is what we I want. I love that. And, and it's, it's like, scary because it turns away the people that don't understand it. And we all hate rejection. Like it's a, it's a human thing to hate rejection, but really your business needs to reject the people who don't get it to shun the non-believer. And that's a, it's a powerful tool to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think it's important to have a process for every aspect of your business? Oh my goodness. That's a question. Um, that I will probably have to process out loud here. Uh, I, I have always, <laughs> I had always identified myself as like the improviser. You know, my education was in jazz as a very kind of right brained anti-process person. Um, I've had friends in my life try to speak process into my life and uh, I was just beam. And um, I think that, as, at least as a creative business owner, I give myself certain in which I can really. But what happens is the processes, when you pick the right processes, they help you um, explore the edges of the sandbox. Uh, you know where that space is. And, and in my mind, it gives me more freedom and the ability to do my best work. There are some places where 
process there. Because if there is, then I'm, it's going to yield the same results over and over again. But when my business gives me the space to focus on the creative work because I know the business is taking care of itself, that I think is when, when at least when I can do my best work. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if somebody who's listening uh, and they're like, I don't have any type of process in place, you know, they're, they're like, what is, I don't even know where to start. You know, what would be your best advice for them to get started? Where, where should they do I love that? that. Uh, two things that I can think of immediately. One is that the process of money changing hands between you and your client, uh, well, between your client and you, uh, has to mean something. And that was a lesson I learned from Sean Lowe that was super powerful. For me, the way that expresses itself is I believe that one of the things that I do better than almost anybody out there in the, in the stationary space is starting from a place of believing anything is possible and um, reflecting my couple's in my work. So I am just as concerned with who they are as people as actually more concerned with who they are as people than I am their wedding. Obviously I want an, an invitation to reflect their wedding, but it needs to reflect the life after their wedding too. So if I can do that, that thing of distilling my people into what I call the holy shit moment that reflects who they are. Um, if I believe that's valuable, I have to charge my clients for it. And so I actually mm -hmm. start with a creative fee before we ever discuss your wedding. Um, my sales call is essentially, hi, who are you? This is who I am. This is the way I see the world and my process. Do you trust me? And that's kind of, that, that's all it takes because uh, when you've consistently messaged who you are, then you've got all the resources for them to know that before you even hop on a call. And so at that point, um, my questionnaires, uh, both my inquiry form and the questionnaire before that sales call, uh, both give them a sense of who I am and allow me to get a sense of who they are. I usually walk into those calls knowing whether or not we're a good fit. And so at that point, it's just, are you here for the ride or not? And so then I charge a creative fee. Um, and the end of that is a deliverable of basically nothing more than an idea because I believe that that idea has value. And so I charge for it. The other thing is creating uh, one-way valves through the process where changes can't be made once you've crossed certain thresholds. For me, because there's graphic design and production involved, that's once we've made uh, a, an affirmative, like a like a, an approval of the creative idea, if it was going to be on XYZ material, we're not gonna change that in the next phase because it was agreed to. And then same thing happens design if we've gotten to the point where we have approved graphic design then we're not we're not going to go back on that i've actually got a wedding couple right now where they're planning on getting married at the end of the year you know obviously we believe the world's going to open back up but we can't be sure so we're building a timeline that allows a little bit of space at the end of that graphic design period for them to make a final decision because it just mm -hmm. has to be before production starts but it's a one way valve once they say yes we don't go back and being really clear about that up front and taking them through that uh, leads them to a place of trust, which is the second, I think, important part, which is another thing I've learned from Sean Lowe is uh, I always tell my clients where we were, where we are, and where we're going. And that helps remind them every time. So when, uh, when I say that the approval of an idea is a one-way valve, um, when we are in the sales process, I let them know the very first thing we're going to do, we're going to meet. I'm going to ask you a bunch of really tough, really weird questions because I need to get to know you to reflect you in my work. 
And then I'm going to go back to my corner. I'm going to design for you. I'm going to dream for you, thinking about who you are and the budget and the wedding and all of those things. And when I come back with an idea, if you love that idea and say yes, at that point, that work is over. And now we are just in graphic design and things don't change. So then when I give them the proposal, I remind them, okay, we've talked about that. We've had our meeting. This is what I'm making for you and where we are. If we, when we move past this, there is no going back. And keeping mm -hmm. the clarity of each part of that face and saying it over and over and over again, because they don't live in your business. They don't know your world. So if you can walk them through that process and where you are in that process every time, they can trust you and you can dream bigger and more boldly on behalf of your clients. Yeah, I love that. It's so powerful. And I think for photographers who are listening, you know, I walk my couples through the process of what to expect throughout the course of our time working together and then also up to the wedding and afterwards. I think it's really important that they know, I guess, sort of our, my one way valve, yeah. you know, it's like, we're going to have the, your engagement session and we're going to schedule it. And then we're going to plan for your wedding and make your timeline with your planner. And then once that's done, we're shooting your wedding and then to expect your photos. And like, so they know, I, I never want to get the email a few days after their wedding. Like, when oh, do we get yeah. our pictures? It's like, because they already yeah. know eight to eight to 10 weeks or whomever, you know, whatever your turnaround time is, but they, there's no questions. And I've had that said back to me a few times where my brides are like, I felt so taken care of because I knew what was coming. You know, I wasn't questioning what was next. Cause I already knew you already Bingo. told me. <laughs> so, and and, and yeah, one yeah. of the things that does is people would be surprised at how much space and freedom a client will give you. If you're just clear about the process. Um, even if that, even if like for me, there are times when it's like, I'm not sure when I will be back with the idea. It may be a month and a half because this is the season we're in and this is what's happening. And it might be a bit know that I'm working on it. And as long as there's clarity in that, they will give you the space you need to do your best work. Because when, when your business is aligned, people come to you for your best work and they will give you what you need as long as you're clear about it. Yeah. And I think it also goes back to what you said earlier about, do you trust me? Right. And if you have built that trust with your client, they will give you the space yeah. to play. And I love that you say they'll give you the space. You, you need the space to, I, you know, it's the asking, will you trust me literally came out of a conversation I had today in clubhouse, of course, um, where we were talking <laughs> about the intersection between bravery and, and creativity, because putting yourself on the hook, being creative is an act of bravery. And a lot of times uh, we shirk the responsibility and aren't brave. And that's usually when we get into trouble. And I was talking with Christy Rice, another amazing stationer, about what those one-way valves and, and, and gaining trust from our clients looks like. And I, I just asked her, have you ever asked a client, do you trust me? And I realized that's something I ask, but she just, she hit at home how brave of a question that can be, because what happens if they say no? They might. Right. Well, the reality is either you had failed in uh, explaining who you are and who you can be for them, or they just don't want it. Both of which, you know, have, have different outcomes. Either you need to clarify who you are, or, you know, if they just don't want it, then maybe your onboarding process was just kind of broken and you didn't weed out somebody mm -hmm. who truly didn't see the world you, the way you do. And I think that's a blessing even though the rejection hurts to go, okay, now I know that, that when I see those signs that that's probably. Right. 
Right. So did you write down your process? Like, how did you get to this point? I am horrible about documenting in that way. Um, I feel guilted when you ask that question. I love it. No, it's, it's perfect. Um, I, I don't because of, you know, th that whole right brain thing in me. Um, it has, it has all been an act of discovery. Um, one of the places that that has really played out is as I discover who I am and what I am for my people, those are the things that I build into every time I, you know, every time I do the process, I'm testing a new portion of it. And I don't believe that you can A, B test this stuff when it comes to creative work because every client is different. It's more, how does it feel on me and as a reflection of what I value in my business? And so um, you mentioned irresistible selling, doing, doing the very first assignment you get in that course, uh, talking to a couple and realizing that some things that I had already been doing um, were actually deeply valuable to them in ways that I hadn't even understood at the time. And having... Uh, the clarity to know this is something that needs to be built into my process. And that was specifically was uh, reflecting them and their work through the physicality of their space. Like I, I literally, I had asked them some questions about what they do. And they mentioned that they like to, you know, they've, they've done some home renovation projects. They had built their, and you know, some asking for those pictures and saying, can I see those things? And to incorporate that into the design, those were things that I had done just kind of as a spitball and realized this was deeply valuable to my couples. And I need to integrate asking for pictures of their space into the process. And then just every time mm -hmm. refining how I do that. Yeah, I love that. I think for me, I'm very type A. I'm a eight wing seven. I love lists and I love things to do. So I like to write out my process and then like have just sort of a way of doing things just so I can keep track. If I, I don't yes. write it down, I forget it, but I just, I, I just have to do that. So if anyone's listening, it's like, I need to write it down. Like, I will too, say because I don't, I often forget <laughs> the things I'm looking to test typically, you know, I'll, I'll walk into uh -huh. something like, man, I think I'm going to try this. And, and because I don't write them down, sometimes I forget. So I'm trying to learn that <laughs> discipline. Um, and, and honestly, to me, this is, this is why it's, it's both kind of ironic and, awesome that that's what what I'm here to talk about because I am so I've right. always just been so anti-structure like that is not at the core of who I am but what I've realized is the structure of process has very specifically helped me be more free in my creative play and my ability to dream for my clients yeah yeah true yeah, I was going to say, you know, why do you think it's important to own your own process? Because I love it. Yeah, that, because <laughs> if, if you don't, that well, I, I ultimately, it's uh, if your business says something about what you value that is different than the words that come out of your mouth, then your clients aren't going to trust you. They may not explicitly understand why, but if I tell a client that my uh, that the idea to me is the thing that I can give them that other people can't, or my ability to reflect them in my work. And my process doesn't ensure that I have the information I need to do that. Well, my, my process is what is going to resonate with them. And they're going to go, man, he doesn't actually care about that thing. And ultimately, mm -hmm. subconsciously, most likely, they're going to think I'm a liar. And I can't have that. Mm -hmm. I have to be in alignment in that way. And so having a process that reflects the very things I value, I, I what I've learned is the reason I had been struggling so long is because I didn't have it.
Right. I think it's interesting. And also maybe had a little idea that I tell my couples, you know, for their engagement session. And if we don't do one during their wedding, when we, when we work together, there's always this moment in my creative process where things just click and, and the magic happens. And it's this thing that I've sort of called the squeal moment. I'm like, when you hear me squeal <laughs> behind the camera, you, you know that, that things are going well. Right. And, <laughs> and it's sort of my, I don't want to say like thing, but I, I say it to them and then literally, you know, like within 30, 40 minutes of the shoot, it starts happening. We're all relaxed. We're having a good time. And then the light is right. And, you know, as a photographer, you're like, oh, God, dreamy light. And then it starts happening and my couples get excited because I have sort of already explained that process yes. to them. And they don't, <laughs> they don't believe me at first. And then it happens. And that's where that all of a sudden that trust is built. And then I can have them do whatever I want because they're like, oh, Janae is going to make us look fantastic. So I, I understand like that trust factor. The, the so part important. of what you just said that resonates most deeply with me is that gives you the space to try weird things that might not work before that moment. If you're really clear with them before right. the day of their wedding, that that's your process. Then what that says is, hey, I may ask you to do something weird. It might not. Because let's be real, if we are truly creating custom creative work, there's absolutely a chance it won't work. If there were, if we were guaranteed right. to get it right every time, then it wouldn't be worth doing as creatives. And so what that does is you have enrollment from your clients that they will follow you through something that might feel weird and honestly might not even turn out right to the place where it does where you can walk them through that mm -hmm. and they can trust you that even if it's not, if this particular, you know, if, if this framing doesn't work out or this pose or what, whatever the thing is that they can trust you, that you know, that that moment will come and that perseverance is what gets you there. I love that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes you're in a shoot and like, Oh, this isn't working. And then you're like, let's just walk a little bit or talk a little bit. And then, and then, uh, and all of a sudden for me, it'll just start happening. So yeah. And then you're just like, Oh, she's squealing. <laughs> she likes it. <laughs> you, you need like a, so a, a note so, card that says something about squealing or a t-shirt that says something about wait for the squeal. Oh, love I love that. <laughs> it's on my website. It says I, I, I squeal with excitement behind the camera. So I definitely I put it. it in there for sure. So I would love for you to share um, maybe some of your biggest wins, you know, by owning your process, maybe just to help inspire our listeners to just sort of start thinking uh, yeah. about this. Um, for me, so I, I am a storyteller at heart. And one of the challenges of being a storyteller is sometimes we get uh, uh, the details can get fuzzy. And one of the things that's been awesome about having process for me is um, because I'm just living it. Uh, there's clarity that I talk, uh, I'm, I'm sharing the same message. And so for me, like there's, th th that's not necessarily a hard and fast thing where like, oh, there was this moment. It's just, I was in a sales call yesterday and just knowing that like, if that couple has seen any Insta Live I've ever done or has heard me in a clubhouse room or seen any of my YouTube videos or whatever it is, that what I'm telling them now aligns with those things. Even if, even if they've evolved, it's all coming from this through line of uh, it, it being an act of love to say, I can only give you my best. And these are the circumstances required to, to do that. Um, and so, you know, what, what's funny is like people ask me about how my sales calls go. And essentially it is, it isn't a sales call. It's, Hey, I think we're on the same page. Here's how I see the world. Here's how I think you see the world. 
are you in or are you out? And, and now, I mean, literally today, very clearly, I'm going to change that to do you trust me? Because there is no more visceral way <laughs> to know than to just ask, do you trust me? And and so the clarity yeah. of like um, the, the win for me has been um, my process allows me to know when a client's not for me and to not worry about it. I think that honestly might be the biggest win of them all. I got an inquiry on Instagram this week. And it was like, do you make business cards? Well, yes, I make business <laughs> cards, but I, I have a creative fee that right now is around $2,000, even if you just want business cards, because I value the idea and the, the idea is going to cost you something. And just knowing they're like, well, they, you know, they, they just kept pushing for things. And I just very clearly stated the very first step is go to my inquiry form. Because my process is such, on my inquiry form, I have a question that says, on a scale of one to 10, how likely are you to consider an idea you had never heard before? Because, Ooh, I, yes, and, 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 and to be clear, my goal, and I think I'm finally at a point where I can do it, is if you answer below, say, a seven, you get an auto response that says, I don't think we're meant for each other. Here's who might be able to serve you. If by chance you think that you, you know, this was an error and, you know, because sometimes I, 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 the way I described it is it's kind of like Willy Wonka, right? Charlie Bucket didn't know that 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 could exist, that the, the world of the chocolate factory was even a thing. And all it took was opening his eyes to it for him to have complete buy in. But all the other children saw it and it wasn't for that. Like they they weren't in alignment. And so occasionally you'll get a client who just didn't know that the way you see the world is possible and you always have, but that is so few and far between that you need to build your process so that you're only attracting people who already know that they want the chocolate factory and they know what it looks like. And so for me, that question is the clarity. If you have specs, if you know what you want it to look like, like in your world, if, if somebody came to you with a shot list and poses, right, that, that, that's what that is for me. And I cannot give that client my best because my best is not production. Yeah. It's the ideas. Right. Oh gosh. That brings up a good thing. It's like when someone comes to me, they're like, oh, I have a list of photos I want you to take besides family. Like that, you know, that's off, right? You know, that's right. Of course I'm going to take your family pictures. They're like, I want to recreate. Well, I don't get this anymore, which I think is good. But in the beginning, I was like, I really want to recreate this picture from Pinterest. Can we do that? And I'm yeah. like, uh, no, like this is, we are not for together, you know? And then I had a couple actually sneak in last year and they, everything was great until one part of the shoot. And they're like, Oh, can we do this pose from Pinterest? And I was like, how did you get past yes. my, my things? Yes. <laughs> I was like, where did, where were you hiding this? And I did it, you know, they obviously, you know, they're my client, but I was like, please don't ever post this on in anywhere. And if you tag me, I'm, I'm removing it. You know, like I did everything right, but they still snuck in. And it's just like, you have to have that process in there. Um, and sometimes they, the crazies no, get through. You know, they that's a really interesting <laughs> point. Like, like I, I just always want to be clear that for me, as much as I value my creative space, in the end, it's about serving our clients. And so for that's why I think it's mm -hmm. so important that that particularly our onboarding and sales process weeds out as many of those as possible because uh, I want to give my best and you know that for you, doing that particular picture is not your best. I just talked to a photographer who, mm -hmm. who got a request 
well after the vetting process that was like, hey, we're going to do a first look, but it's actually going to be the best man in a dress. And this person was like, how did you think that I was the right photographer for you? Right? Like where in your, <laughs> where in my process did anything say that? And so you, we will occasionally get those. And at that point, it is absolutely yeah. required that we be loving to them in the moments that we can't control. And for some people, loving might be, I won't do that for you. You know, in that case, I, mm -hmm. I, I would be thinking about the bride going, is the, uh, uh, I would think about the, the bride going, does the bride actually really want that? Does she want, does she want to go right. into her first look with her groom going uh, uh, with him laughing about the, the best man in the dress? And, and that it might be that the loving thing to do is to say no, but sometimes the loving thing to do is to say, okay, I will do this for you. Absolutely. Which is why mm -hmm. the process of, of uh, clarifying who you are and who you're for is so important because, you know, doing that for one wedding is, is one thing. But if every client came through your door and wanted you to do things that were kind of against who you are, well, then your process is broken. And, and, well, and the challenge is everybody teaches us to get, get people to yes. This is my challenge with so much of the, the uh, industry education right now is it's about um, how do you get people to yes. And one of the things that I've loved about irresistible selling in that community is um, the willingness to say that person's not right for you. That person's not right for you because so many people teach the idea of the sales process as being about getting people to yes. I would much rather get someone to know than get them to yes 90% of the time because most of the people in the world are not people that I'm designed for. They're not the people I seek to serve. And okay. so I need them to recognize that and get them to say no faster so I can focus on the people that I am for. Right. Oh, and that is so powerful because learning and accepting and being comfortable with yeah. saying we're not a fit is so empowering because you're making room. And I fully believe in the universe. You're telling the universe to that you are making room yeah. for your next perfect couple. Right. And you're, and you're not wasting the space and you're not wasting your energy on a client that's not well, your perfect yeah. fit, you know, because especially with wedding clients, we're with them for a long time. It's a long yeah. relationship. And if it's if it sucks from the beginning. Oh well, my and, God, and if you can't give your best you know, work, it, yeah. then like what's the best outcome in that scenario? Like there, there is. Right. And there are some really big opportunities for awful outcomes. And so to me, it's, it's, it's learning that rejection from the wrong people is exactly what you're looking for. And like, it goes so far as to like, I've realized that my best work absolutely happens when my couples have a planner. Uh, it's just literally the couple that wants to hire me, but doesn't have a planner. They don't understand what I'm actually about. And they have a vision a hundred percent of the time. Mm -hmm. So my inquiry form doesn't ask, do you have a wedding planner? It says, who is your wedding planner? And absolutely that alienates a certain segment of the population. It's meant to. I think I'm better than them, but because I know that I cannot serve them the way that they need to be served. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so, it's so powerful. Just the, who is your wedding planner to do you have a wedding? That's like just a simple tweak, yeah. but it really is specific. It's powerful when it works. I, yeah. Yeah, it totally, totally does. My goodness, Matthew, I could talk all day <laughs> about this with you, but this has been fantastic. Let's tell everybody 
um, how they can find out more about you, your work. And are you doing any coaching I am, now? I kind of yes, thought I saw that. Absolutely. Maybe we should. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let's tell the people how they can work. I with love that, it. So you can find me basically well. everywhere at a fine press, all one word, uh, YouTube, Instagram, uh, clubhouse, which is absolutely my new favorite. Um, and yes, I am, I, I do coaching both, uh, as one-off or as, as series of, of mentoring. And, um, my perspective is always going to be for people who believe their business's primary job is to feed their creative soul. Um, I am not for people who think otherwise, and that's totally fine. And those are valid ways of, of seeking the world or being about in the world. But I just, you know, I always want that, uh, I share and believe all come from that point that our, our business's job should be to feed our souls. And so you can find me actually at afinepress.com slash four hyphen creatives, uh, and learn a little bit about the coaching there. Um, and it's been, it's been just such a joy uh, to watch people on this journey. I love that. I love that you're doing it. And I just know that you you care about who you're working with so much that you're going to help them and get them on the right track. So that's, I love, I love that. And all this information is in the show notes. So you guys can just swipe up right now and click on the link and say hi to Matthew um, immediately. So Matthew, thank you so much thank for being you. here. This it's is a same. pleasure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to check out all their links and information in the show notes. You can find out more about them and their services and give them a shout out online and on Instagram. If you're listening, take a screenshot, share it with your, um, in your Instagram stories, tag at Janae Kirshner and I'll share it in mine. Can't wait to hear from you guys soon and share our next cup of tea together. Bye.